Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Back with my good friend Scott Newark, former Crown Attorney in Alberta, professor at Simon Fraser University, former executive director of the Canadian Police Association. And Scott and I have been talking about uh, criminal law issues for more than 30 years and everything I know about the system I've learned from him. So now, one of the things, one of the issues we've talked about, Scott, over the years, and particularly uh, over the last 10 years, has been not criminally responsible um, cases. And now there's Alec Manassian, people will remember. He's the accused Toronto van attacker, charged with 10 first-degree murders, 16 attempted murders, and he'll be having his mental competency at the time of the attack assessed prior to trial. What is, what's going on? Well, I think this is another example of what you and I have discussed, which is where literally in our system uh, the crime becomes the defense. Okay, it's such a horrific crime, it must be that, uh, you know, you uh, lack mental capacity. And so, as I understand it, that uh, so far, uh, counsel for Manassian and the Crown have agreed on all the facts. The judge has said the, uh, the quote, trial process won't be about what he did and whether he did it, that's all acknowledged. It'll be simply whether or not uh, he had the mental capacity as defined by law uh, so as to be found uh, criminally guilty. And that is, that goes back to what used to, we used to call in my day insanity. Now it's called, it's a, it's a much more polite phrase, not criminally responsible under Section 16. And there's basically two grounds for it. Where, uh, one, because of a mental disorder, uh, the uh, person was unaware of what they were actually doing, which is clearly not the case with this guy. I mean, he had to, you know, uh, go and get a van and uh, rent it and then uh, run people down. Or that what he was doing was morally, quote, morally wrong. And again, I would suggest that that is a pretty steep uphill climb because, as I recall from this case, this guy actually acknowledged that he went and rented a van because the van would be a more effective weapon and tool that he could use to achieve his ends, um, and that he had to lie about it. You know, he was asked some general questions about what's the purpose of your getting the van, and it was so supposedly for moving things, which is obviously an indication that he knew that if he told the truth about what he was going to do, that, you know, the uh, police would have been alerted, and that means that he knew that it was wrong, okay? And he's actually, when he was uh, subsequently interviewed, he actually told the police, and this is where I think it's important as well, too, is that uh, this was, he did this, he actually had a motivation. It wasn't because of simply some mental illness. It was because he belonged to this group called, now known as INCEL, which is Involuntary Celibacy, an, an anti-female misogynist uh, group, uh, and he did it specifically uh, for, quote, retribution. So I think it's going to be, and I certainly hope that is the case, very, very hard for this guy to actually uh, uh, convince a judge that, uh, you know, he lacked the mental capacity to commit the crimes. Okay, so now in, in our system in this country, you're innocent until you're proven guilty. Correct. Um, so Manassian is innocent, and so is everybody else until they're proven guilty. But when NCR is involved, and if you're not criminally responsible, and I guess the judge will decide that based on medical evidence Correct. and whatever they decide, then, as we've talked about, and we've talked about it a lot in the last few years, there just seem to be more cases. I, I almost feel like, and I'm stepping aside from the Manassian story here for a moment, I feel like it's almost a legal strategy to, to start to look at NCR as a possibility for somebody who's committed of a serious crime, is. right? Of it's, it is. Maybe you know, it's a, 
You know, yeah. in fairness, uh, folks, I mean, um, I'm not real thrilled by it either, but, you know, don't lose sight of the fact that the role of the Criminal Defense Council is to help their client avoid criminal responsibility yeah. for actions. I, I get that, Scott, but so there, are also people, there are also people who are really seriously mentally ill. Uh, and I'm, again, I'm stepping away from that that case, and I uh, NCR troubles me uh, over the cases we've talked about. Yeah, there are people well. who are very seriously mentally ill who do terrible things, and 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 you have, I almost feel like there's a blurring of the lines here now, a really serious blurring of the lines. I do. I agree with you, and I think it's a, a similar to what we were uh, talking about in the last segment, where the institution appears to take on its own ideology, and even the change of the term to not criminally responsible. Politically correct. Me of the way Correctional Services of Canada once described to you, you know, non-convicted oh, yeah. individuals living in the community. Oh, I have to tell people that if you haven't heard this, I was on the air with, with Correctional Service Canada, the prison system, one day with one of their spokespersons, and we were talking about, I think it was Bernardo. I think it was, uh, yes. Yeah, Bernardo had been uh, granted conjugal visits, yes. or at least that was the story that I received from somebody who said he was a guard at Kingston Prison, and I checked it out, seemed that he was. And so we called Correctional Service Canada, and we asked whether Bernardo was receiving conjugal visits and whether he had the right. And they said, Mr. Bernardo has the rights that any other Canadian has in, in the correctional service uh, system. And then this person said, and you're all um, non-convicted individuals living in the community. What? Yeah. It's the same thing with this, is that it, it changes over, and the determination of this individual, because they are found not to be criminally responsible... In my opinion, what happens all too often is what they actually did gets sort of put in the back drawer and, you know, they, they become, quote, clients and they're reviewed in terms of their medical, you know, um, uh, circumstances going forward. And well, look, at, there's a difference between somebody who was found, quote, not criminally responsible because they were shoplifting and somebody who, like this guy, committed 10 brutal murders motivated by some, you know, goofy ideologue. I mean, well, it's t is, isn't it, doesn't it make life much more difficult for people who have really, and, and I'm not, I can't, I can't judge this case. I'm not a, a doctor, a mental health professional, or, or a judge. I'm just speaking as a commentator, and I'm looking at NCR. But doesn't it create more, doesn't it create a, an uneven landscape for people who are really suffering and living with serious mental health issues if, if NCR appears to be um, across the board or, 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 you know, repeatedly being um, used when it shouldn't be or applied when it shouldn't I, be, if that's the perception, uh, if that's the public perception. I share your hesitation. I, based on the facts and what he's admitted to, I would put myself as being fully capable of saying that he is and should be convicted of murder. That's what well, he I mean, it's, it's the court system, right? So it's the justice system. It has to be applied evenly for everybody. Yeah, but uh, I'm not defending anybody, by Scott. The same token, that also means that you need to look at the facts, okay? And if this guy, perp he told us what his motivation was, okay? I happened to be at an event uh, in Toronto the day after this happened. I was speaking at a uh, very high-level invite-only event, and it was the uh, global news that broke the story about him involved being uh, motivated by this incel group, okay? And look at the actions that the guy took. That's called evidence. That's called facts. And we must not let ourselves get dragged into a system, as I say, where the crime becomes the defense. That's why I think, and I'll, you know, I am quite confident in this, is that he will be found guilty. Well, it'll be interesting what the judge decides, because it's the judge-only trial. Yes. So that's going to be, that'll really be telling. 
Well, Always good talking to you, my friend. What some of the uh, what I've read, uh, she seems to be, uh, I think, rather pragmatic, which is uh, which is uh, what you need on the bench. Yeah, what's what you need on the bench? You need pragmatic people, and we are yes. not non-convicted indi- individuals living in the community. That's just idiotic, isn't it? Though, <laughs> it's awful. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.